Hello, I'm Andrew Tark and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. In the 1920s and 30s, the Austrian branch of Werkbund, a loose association of architects, designers and industrialists operating across the German-speaking world, was looking for new models of urban living. In contrast to the huge apartment blocks constructed around the same time, they took a more compact approach. What they had in mind was a settlement or a seedlong of detached and semi-detached houses. For this week's tall story, Monocle's Alexei Korolev visits the Werkbundsiedlung in western Vienna, a little-known gem of early 20th century modernism. His guide is Andreas Nierhaus, curator of architecture at the Vienna Museum. We are in the middle of the Werkbundsiedlung, a historic uh, modernist housing estate inaugurated in 1932, built by a selection of modernist architects from Austria, Germany, France, the Netherlands, United States and Russia. It was the idea to show different building types for modern low-cost settlement houses, single models for larger settlements, models that could be reproduced in 100 or 200 times. This was meant as an exhibition to show a larger public the possibilities uh, and the achievements of modernist architecture and modern uh, design. But um, due to the end of democracy in Austria, the year 1938, the Anschluss, not only the Architects were forced to emigrate. A lot of architects were Jewish. Uh, also the idea of settlement, of housing estates in this, uh, let's say, social democratic uh, tradition got lost. The ground plan, the general plan of the Werkbundsiedlung was uh, uh, made by Josef Frank, Viennese architect and designer, and he invited 30 architects from all over Europe, all participating on the modernist movement in architecture, to design houses for low-income families between 70 and 120 square meters. So they are really tiny houses, many of them. The problem was that these houses were too expensive for the, let's say, lower working class audience and too small for the middle classes. So they were not able to sell a lot of these houses and they they were incorporated into the city apartments, city-owned apartments in 1938. So it was economically, it was not a success. So the, the whole Werkbundsiedlung is planned like a small village. And we are now here approaching the central, let's say, square. Of course, there are no shops and there is no church and there is no uh, this kind of building here. It's only housing. On the south side, you have the four houses by Gerrit Rietveld from uh, the Netherlands, one of the most important architects from the Netherlands of this period. Uh, and it's kind of Netherlandish uh, three or four story uh, small uh, building. Every uh, unit is meant for one family. Mm. Yeah. And on the other side, opposite, you have the uh, four houses by Adolf Loos. Uh, behind uh, them are 
beautiful uh, apartment buildings by André Lursat from Paris. And the, the very small ones here um, um, were planned by, on to the right, uh, by Max Feller and to the left, uh, the only woman architect who participated on the planning of the Siedlung, uh, Grete Schütte-Lihotzky, the inventor of the uh, famous uh, Frankfurt kitchen. So you see a large variety of different building ideas, housing types that all could be used and reproduced serially. Uh, behind the trees here are the rather beautiful houses by Josef Hoffmann. Oh. Uh, next to Adolf Loos, one of the founders of the Vienna modernist movement around 1900. He was then 60 years, uh, the same age as Adolf Loos, when he planned this kind of small villas. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see that they have a kind of uh, staircase, very representative way to the garden. The idea of most of the houses was to incorporate the garden in the living sphere. What you can see uh, also here is that uh, rooftop the terraces. rooftop terraces were something completely new to Vienna and it was the idea of, of incorporating uh, these spaces for summer use. Mm. Yeah. Some of the houses were destroyed in the Second World War, some of the most beautiful houses, I think five or six total, mm. and uh, reconstructed in a completely different way after the Second World War. Uh, the, the whole estate was uh, restored um, in the 1980s for the first time and in the last 10 years they began to uh, restore house by house. It was a success with delay. <laughs> it was a success because uh, in the 1950s and 60s uh, when a new generation of architects in Vienna tried to leave the Nazi period behind and try to find new ways of housing, of living. They looked at these houses and said, wow, we already had everything here and it got lost. The architects were forced to leave Austria because they were Jewish. They never came back. So Austria had a big loss of creativity and we want to try to make something new. This was what they thought. And in a way, it, the Werkbundsiedlung became a founding piece of contemporary Austrian architecture after 1945. You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Our thanks to Alexei Korodiov for today's episode. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Andrew Tuck. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, city lovers. <laughs>